0: Yeah, what up, what up, two, one, five, W-H-Y-Y, show your brother your love, let's go, Bat, Master, Spider, Storm, Super Horn Deck, Triple Nation is born, we get it on from coast to coast. All around the globe, folks take the oath I'm a triple furry, I'm a triple true From the way I roll to the way I cool Too cool to be nerds, too cute to be geeks The community tunes in whenever we speak IGFB podcast retweet Get the newest and the coolest going on each week So come on in, here's your invitation Stand up and be counted in the triple nation Yeah
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another rendition of Triple Nation! Yay! I know you missed us. Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? This is Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, better known as the Storm Tribble, and I'm joined today by one of the most prominent fitness figures in the
0: city of Philadelphia. Introduce yourself. Thank you for having me, first of all. You're welcome. Hello everyone, my name is Claude Chalk. I'm the owner, and trainer of Chalk Strength and Wellness, also fitness professional throughout the city of Philadelphia. I've been doing this for about seven years now. I've worked with numerous clients, professionals, a lot of professional athletes and celebrities. Um, just here to, to get, get, get it out, get, get some information out there. Get fit. Get fit and teach people to understand these fallacies that they may have mm. about fitness,
1: you know? So, so, I know you out there in Triple Nation are probably trying to figure out why do you have this jock on this nerd show? What? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What kind of unsanctioned, ridiculous, L-train foolery is this? Well, it's the end of January and everybody has resolutions to better themselves. And I figured what better way to Perpetuate that then to talk about fitness at the end of January when everybody's gym memberships start to leave um, And kind of keep that momentum going we've got a lot of work ahead of us in the community for the next four years hint hint nudge nudge (laughs) And uh, if we can be physically prepared for it as well as mentally prepared for it, I think Then that will be half the battle so uh, the first thing I just wanted to jump into was the perception of fitness in the, within the black community, like mm. there have been so many times where I've been criticized by my own people because I, you know, I lift or run or whatever. They're like, "That's that is white people stuff. What are you doing?" And it's like, "How sway? <laughs> like how? Well, first of all, why is it even have to come to that? You know, but but also I feel like it, there's there's levels of of conditioning and and Absolutely. social self-hatred there that are preventing us from congratulating ourselves for wanting to to do better but also um, you know that lack of encouragement that that happens even even within the home like if you're in so many places where a child is athletic in some way or some shape or form or at least expresses an interest in a sport you know obviously most folks are trying to keep their focus on school but at the same time even if they're not trying to be professional athletes you know, could, maintaining a healthy, active lifestyle is still important. Um, and one of the things I wanted to address in, in this show is how we can try to correct that. Like, what right. we can do to to correct this misconception. Do you have? What are your experiences? now because oh, you work with kids, right? Yeah,
0: like big time. Um, I'm also a high school basketball coach. I uh, coach a, a private, progressive high school in the inner city. But it's it's like it's on the cusp of being one of those. Um, Catholic private school. We're trying to work our way into having a more uh, elite approach to it, as opposed to just being another school, high school in, in the hood. You know, mm-hmm. but um, one thing I even noticed about those kids is the parents. Let's back it up a little bit. The uh, the concept about fitness or the misconceptions we can say is like you have to understand that fitness, for the most part, in this heyday, was looked at as a luxury. It was looking at someone, person who has money. Yeah. They can, they can go do it. They can afford a personal training They can afford gym membership, things of that nature. Growing up in North Philly for myself, never even thought about that. And also growing up in the inner city where you have the Chinese stores and liquor stores on each mm-hmm. corner. That's, mm-hmm. that. I guarantee you, that was the, that was like not even the last thing on a person's mind right. when it came down to it. So um, the concept of of working out in general wasn't. Uh, a staple in, in the neighborhoods where I come from, and then the kids that I work with, their parents are from that background. Mm-hmm. They're from the inner cities, even though they're working like a, a lower middle class job or something like that. And they're able to send their kids to mm-hmm. uh, a, a private school on a subsidized um, salary or whatever. They still, they still don't care for it because I have to like argue with parents about telling their kids to drink more water and, yeah. and uh, stretch after practice or put ice on their knees or eat, eat healthy or whatever and um, and it just, it just doesn't resonate because it's something they're not used to Right. so if it's not a part of you then of course you're going to look at it as like what am I doing that for it's, right. not, it's not a part of me Like this, this doesn't matter and it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's totally not true. It's definitely a need, especially where most of the people in our inner cities have high blood pressure. And yeah. Have all the different curvings, yeah. especially type two diabetes. But they also have the concept, uh, the mindset of that medicine, medicine can help us, or we don't think too far in the future. We're like I'll be all right. This isn't going to happen to me. Kind mm-hmm. of mindset, mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's a. Uh, problem yeah yeah yeah, i
1: I definitely agree um especially when you consider when you look at professional sports right Right. outside of hockey it's like 98 (laughs) percent black men yeah and these dudes are like in peak professional like professional physical condition not just hey i you know eat right i go to the gym i work out regularly and i you know don't smoke <clears throat> cigarettes these dudes are like this they this is they are like machines like this right. is what they do right. and it's why they right. get paid all this money to do it and if it were a simple thing of you know this lifestyle wasn't for us mm-hmm. you know if it was supposed to be this luxury um, then why are we excelling? You know what I mean? Like, look at the Olympics. <laughs> like, this past summer, like, these women slaves snatched everybody's edges. Nobody had any edges after the Olympics. Yeah. Nobody.
0: <laughs> Nobody. Nobody had edges after the Olympics. So... To touch on that, well, I'm going to cut you off, but as it's fresh on my mind, it reminds me of a Chris Rock joke about uh, affirmative action. Mm-hmm. And it all started back. He <laughs> used slavery as like a concept about the uh, sports... Uh, uh, sports figures being the best and they're being black and how come we dominate 90% mm-hmm. of, of uh, most sports and mm-hmm. we're like 10% of the population during mm-hmm. so, uh, slavery they used to merge the strongest slaves um, Oh yeah, in that particular culture and it, it, it worked in your your genetics and it's passed on and work is naturally more athletic. Breeding. But also yeah. think about
1: what you know these people were doing back
0: then. You yeah, know what I mean? You're toiling yeah, in the, the, the you sun know. and picking cotton, bending yeah, over, yeah, taking yeah. whips, watching people say that mental development yeah, like another, I couldn't. another approach. I would to not it. last. No at all. <laughs> I wouldn't last long at all. Actually, you got it. No. Okay. No, no, but uh no. here,
1: here, here. Eat this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no no no! But, no it doesn't uh, smell funny just
1: eat it you'll be all right
0: <laughs> no but the, 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 the bring it back a little bit about the athletes um playing sports myself I, I played college basketball semi-pro basketball mm-hmm. so uh most of the players on my team they were from the inner city just like myself mm-hmm. all we thought about was playing ball right we didn't think about recovery mm-hmm. we had scholarships so we could go buy a piece of hut and dominoes and just that in our bodies and we're wondering why the next day we tired
1: right
0: we're like like to this point now like I'm looking back I'm like laughing at myself like I really used to think like uh, why am I tired I used to ask myself that question not realizing I just ate Chinese food Mm -hmm. now not even like actual Chinese food food food. yeah right right I'm like why am I tired why don't I have any energy why why my bones hurt why my knees feel inflamed you know like and it's because we don't have that mindset, we don't have that experience, and we don't have that uh, that awareness to eat healthy or to when we move, that we're moving with a purpose because it hasn't been like a, a staple. That's, right. that's what it comes down to.
1: But you also, know, like that. what you were saying, it, it has been perceived as a luxury because when, when you're working incredibly long, tedious hours, you know, you get home and you're ready to go to bed. You're not right. trying to sit uh, there and, all right, well, let me, you know, eat this kale smoothie and yeah. hit the gym, like, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, let put these feet up, let the bunion yeah. cool, yeah. and see so what's on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that definitely has a lot to do with it. But like you were saying, um, when you when you look at, you know, the average, mm-hmm. not even, uh, I don't want to say average, um, but uh, just... <coughs> I don't even want to say common, but people who aren't professional athletes, right? Yeah. They're the obesity rate oh. in the black community is so high. So high, man. But you know, I just as a sub note, which we'll we'll address later on in the conversation, because I definitely made a note about it. Is you know, we it's been readily proven that BMIs are not, and that's body mass index for those of you who aren't familiar. Um, it's not always accurate across ethnicities you yeah, know what, what is perceived as healthy for, for one group of people might not necessarily be unhealthy for another group of people um, so is it really obesity if you know the scale that we're being registered against isn't necessarily accurate but like I said we'll get in that in a little bit um, but you know de- even whether it's obesity or, or, or not it's definitely a level of, of health and access to that health Right, right? Um, When you're in in, a, in an urban neighborhood Let's say And you have a specific income bracket Nine times out of ten You're living in a food desert And yeah. by that I mean You don't have access to Fruits and vegetables You don't have access to Lean meats You don't have access to Whole grains Right It's whatever's cheapest And whatever is at the bodega Right And, you it, know? and it's
0: it, It's not the fact that it plays some somewhat of a role, but like it's not the fact that we don't have access, it's the lack of education that we have in the city.
1: Well by by access I mean even if these folks you know, even if you are, you know even if you do have a car, right? Or you do have a means a whip or some type of rideshare program to get back and forth to a proper mm-hmm. supermarket. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're looking at, okay, I don't have the money to spend on fresh vegetables, I'm going to get these
0: frozen joints. Of course. At it's which just, point... <laughs> I live by those. <laughs> right. But at
1: that point, you know, when you boil frozen vegetables, you're boiling away all the nutrients and all the minerals and stuff that you buy mm-hmm. them for. So, you know, there's your it's a little give and take there. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you don't have access to a proper supermarket, you literally are using food stamps or whatever kind of service or uh, benefit, and you're at your bodega or your corner store that doesn't have these things, then, you know, you're making sacrifices because you can't afford, yeah. you know, the, the lifestyle. and, and
0: I, Like, but well, once again, I don't mean to cut you off, but once again, to bring it back, it's it, it, it's sacrifices and there is... Lack of accessibility directly in the hood, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have a car. But education is key <laughs> because if I was to go back to 24th Lehigh where I grew up mm-hmm. at, and you got the Chinese store on the corner, you got uh, a pizza parlor on the mm-hmm. corner, you have a uh, uh, bodega, or whatever, mm-hmm. I can go there and I can still get food. I'm like, let me get the steamed vegetable from the Chinese store, the steamed mixed vegetable plant. That's true. Put the white rice on the side. That's true. You get what I'm saying? It's like it's education because I understand how to eat. And then this is the thing. What would you rather have? Boiled vegetables with about 40% of the nutrients boiled out of Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. or fried chicken? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like it's like, it's it's give and take (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day. I I do like it. (laughs) Right, but it's like we don't have the education or the knowledge behind it. And it's not saying we don't because after this, I don't know why they think it's failed, but after this successful presidency, I think Mm -hmm. that just passed. Michelle Obama's number one thing was Eat health and thing. wellness. Yeah. And she made it a point. And for myself, again, I was on a panel down at the mayor's office about a year ago mm-hmm. when uh, Mayor Nutter, before he left, he um, instituted a program about uh, a Philadelphia Gets Fit, Philly mm-hmm. Gets Fit. So there are programs that are... Particularly catered to the inner city for people to go get free workouts, things of nature. I provide mm-hmm. uh, workouts for people at such and such rates and group workouts for free, and I've done it all summer long. And at the end of the day, if you don't have the education, you're not going to want to find out about it. You're not going to. You're not going to know about it. You're not even going to think that it exists because gotcha. you don't have the education. So I think that's what it comes down to. And with the advent of this computer, internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. The education is there. You just gotta want to go get it. So, so, so it's a matter of prioritizing. yeah, exactly. Which
1: seems to be a, a common issue in yeah, our community. Absolutely. I don't know if I should go. If I should spend two hundred dollars on fresh veggies, but I will definitely go get these Jordans. And my head hurts. Right. Why? Why is my blood pressure so exactly. high? Um, exactly. So you know, that's cool, and and we can i'll probably follow up with you and get links
0: to some of these of these, these resources so folks can, can do that okay. because okay can i can I, only, can I give these guys a quick background of myself and they only just sound like they got this spit guy wait, talking wait, about wait stuff. wait we mm-hmm. don't get to it because right, he, it. It's
1: like, okay it's itching he's i'm like, sorry because like itching? i don't like
0: it i can hear i can hear the listeners now no no the, the like listeners like are more so looking at you. me like <laughs> 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 no the tribulation no <laughs> no they're like why
1: <laughs> right. is this jock on this nerd show this is an infringement but yeah i know so that's why you're here that's why you're here right.
0: um like that man
1: sometimes
0: <laughs> All that <Pac-Man>. <laughs> i'm done
1: uh, so you know it is a combination of not only having access to healthier options but knowing what that access is and, and how to gain those resources right. um but eating right is half of it that's the hard part <laughs> um the fun part in my opinion is, is being active and being yes. and finding what you know your your niche is something that you enjoy that, that also gets you off the couch and doing things mm-hmm. um I read a quote somewhere that you know exercise is not punishment for what you've eaten it's a celebration for what your body can do mm, like that. and that changed my whole mm. perception on things cause now you know you, at first you're you're getting on the treadmill to be like oh well yeah. I ate this cheesesteak yeah. let me yeah.
0: let yeah. me run this hoe yeah.
1: off or yeah. You know, and and you can't think about it that way, um, because then you're constantly going to be punishing yourself and, and thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, I ate this amount of calories, I got to burn this amount mm-hmm. off, but mm-hmm. I still need to put calories in my system so I can, you know, not fall over dead on my feet. And so it's it's a whole lot to it. But you know, working out, <clears throat> a lot of folks think that you have to have a, a gym membership or access to the Y or, or whatever yeah. the case may be to do it. Yeah. So, what are some some what some advice or some pointers or some suggestions that you can give folks who want uh, to start working out but don't want to fall into the whole gym membership life. So
0: the best is is at home, like everyday life. And then I like to tell people like it's about if it's something you've never done, you have to develop the habit. You have to do it in a way where mm-hmm. you you can feel like you can do it at a very very uh. uh a, in an easy way, it's very easy. So I would tell a person in the beginning of the day. This may this may sound crazy. All right, so start out either in the morning or at night before you go to bed. Start with doing five squats and five push-ups and getting a shower. Mm-hmm. Like why get in the shower? Because when you after you do the five push-ups, you get in the shower, your brain starts to clear. Mm. And then like, I just did this five push-ups. and then try to build off of that. Everyone thinks they have to, they watch too much TV at that and They see Insanity, they see all these other video shows and workout uh, video shows or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they think they have to do that. No, start out very slow and make it a habit. So go five, five push-ups, five squats. I'm going to do this all week long. Next Mm -hmm. week I'm going to do six. And before you know it, it becomes a habit. And then when you throw the shower in there, it's like a pattern. Like once I work out, I get in the shower. Because it gives you that feeling of being complete. And then before you do it, I mean, after you do it, you'll start to build... It's a habit and then it'll just start, your body starting to And it. Just off, what is it called, uh, uh, the compound effect. Okay. So, you just build on top of it. You do one and then one equals three and then three equals five. All of six and keep on going, so on and so forth. But at the same time, once you start to build that habit, it'll just start to take on the life of its own. That's what happened to me. That's how I did it. But I think you want to start off very, very, very simple because you don't want to feel as if you're defeated on your mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Or it feels like a task. The psychological part to it is like, all right, I did these five push-ups and these five squats. You don't want to go the next thing, but oh, shoot. Right. I got to do these five push-ups and these five squats. No, five push-ups and five squats, you can do it. And then you'll yeah. throw sit-ups, bicycle crunches. Try to make it as simple as possible so you can get that reward feeling mm-hmm. to yourself and develop it over time and you'll build it up. That's it. But. At home is the best way You don't need a gym remember? You got your body Says the personal trainer Yeah You don't need a gym <laughs> like, well, uh, I might lose money But uh, I'm telling you the truth Right 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 At the end of the day That's an excuse If you if you feel like I had that problem sometimes Like oh I don't gotta go to the gym It's so far away mm-hmm. I can't work out the What? Right Gonna you take your butt home And do some planks Right playing. Like there's little things like that And uh, just You want to build off of that So it simple and start from the home, and then work your way out. Gotcha. So say, work in the home, start with that little habit, and then make it easy from there.
1: So you said that's how that's how you started, and you yeah. have you have an incredible yeah. fitness journey story. It's a little unique. Um, it's it's awesome. Y'all can't see it because it's <laughs> radio. Yeah. But if 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 y'all were to look at this man and he tell you what he about to tell you, you'd yeah. be like F O H. F O H, some yeah. calling shenanigans. Get yeah. out of here. So, so tell Triple Nation a little uh, bit about your your journey.
0: Like my my journey started as a kid. I was always a overweight kid in the inner city. Like mm-hmm. I had asthma really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, being athletic was an issue in the beginning. I always wanted to do sports. Like that was one thing I loved. Running. I loved to play basketball, but I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So I guess those are the moments that that's, those those stop my motivation to wanna uh, be active or whatever. Right. Um, but as as I got older, I just started to gain weight and then after high school, all my friends went away to college and I was stuck working two jobs. Mm. McDonald's and movie theater. Oh wow. That's like a, a disaster way to happen right there, right? It's a Set up. And so I get Big Macs for free, I get popcorn for free. So right. all that. But also when you talk to your friends who are in college and they're telling you about your experiences and you don't have no goals, and it's like you, you just get down on yourself. As like I fell into a depression, I fell into depression, started eating, doing what I wanted to do, hanging with the wrong crowds, and just got got bigger, gained more weight. I went up to three hundred eight pounds. So yeah, three hundred eight pounds. So with that being said. I'm 19 years our, old. Our
1: producer's looking at you like, be yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. i will sure.
0: Yeah, no, but uh, after that, like, you just, I accumulated uh, borderline type 2 diabetes and uh, had sleep apnea. It was so bad to the point where uh, I was sleeping. I was sleeping in my, my house. My mom had to come in the room and wake me up because i stopped stop breathing. It was bad. Yeah, like, I had um, high blood pressure, like, high blood pressure to the point where I'll get in an argument with someone I'll start seeing stars and get busy. Mm. Because it was so like So high You get you know what I'm saying So um, exactly. Those were the things And I didn't want to die young Right And I also wanted to play basketball I always played basketball I loved sports And I just got sick and tired Of being sick and tired And like I said I took it one day at a time I Started with the diet So I started taking away soda I loved Pepsis mm. I, was a, I was a big slam Pepsi Remember big slam Oh my god Yeah 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 It's what a was big slam like? Pepsi It was like what The 40 ounces Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's a liter literally I used to drink I used to drink about three of those a day and it's the funny thing about it they ain't cheap it costs about two dollars right if I'm drinking three of those a day that's six dollars a day seven days in a week huge. come on now like, yeah, yeah. and we talk about we don't have money and that's another thing we don't look at the small incremental things to to create habits off of right, so right. I got started to get around I was like you know what I'm gonna stop drinking soda I'm gonna start drinking more water so I started diluting my soda with water, and they said, you know what, I'm just going to just cut the soda all together and start drinking more water. I drinking more water, then I just became more active, I started to, uh, started to move more, I started to run. Like I just wake up now, and I'll go running, like all right, I'm gonna run to the end of the block. All right, I'm gonna the end of the block. i right, I'm gonna run back home. All right, you know what, next day I'm gonna run around the corner. And I just started just creating little challenges for myself and just, just focusing on that. Then the diet started to really pick up because I was like, you know what, and this is the thing, the education thing. I'm reading the magazines. And mm-hmm. We have like when I was starting, first started losing weight. Google wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Right. So I'm like reading men's health magazines, going to the library, reading fitness books and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And I started to find out about carbs and all stuff. The more you educate yourself, like it's knowledge is power. So I started taking bread away. So my body started. I started to lose weight because I wasn't storing all those stored carbs and all. I stored fat. Then I was like, you know what? I need to get rid of this high blood pressure. Right. So doctor said you need to stop eating cheese. You need to oh. stop eating it. yeah. So no, I stopped I stopped eating cheese. I stopped eating cheese no. for about a about a year. Oh. I stopped eating uh bread, like white white bread, like bleached bread with more sugar, more whole oh, grains. Wait. I'm sorry,
1: I don't mean to interrupt. Uh-huh. But if you're if you're not because I don't drink milk. So uh-huh. my
0: my calcium right. comes from cheese and, well, and eggs. You're, so you're how grown, are you getting you're a grown person and you're not a you're not a kid, you're not old, so you need calcium and you get calcium from vegetables you don't need it as much as you would as a child or older person who needs direct calcium so okay. you get right. like one of the highest um uh, uh calcium vegetables is broccoli people okay. don't know about that you know you got broccoli you got kale of course yeah, but kale, you can make kale taste good no you can't you can hook it up I want to cause asparagus. Kale so- got, the yeah darker the, the darker the greens the better right? okay it's really good alright alright I didn't mean to sidetrack bring it right back uh, <laughs> you no know, but uh like just changing my diet made a, made a big difference and I, saw, I just started seeing my body lose the weight lose the weight lose the weight the more weight I lost the more motivated I was to become more mm-hmm. active and I think that's where it is because my mindset 75 to 80% of your fitness lifestyle is your diet right because you no, don't care how hard you work out you cannot burn more calories than you eat you mm. can't you can't it's like and plus would you, you really say, want to yeah, it's tough. You know, it's like I have to really kill myself for two hours to burn off this Big Mac that I took two minutes to eat. Right. Like, nah, I'm good. It's, it's a mindset, man. But mm-hmm. for me, I just, like, this got really focused. And you know, I started That's losing weight, started getting results. I played basketball in college I was set. Like, yeah. so I played some basketball, I just, the mindset put myself in place. And then after basketball, I started to help other people when I was working out. Mm-hmm. And they started to get results. I'm like, damn, I really... Really doing something with like this, I mean really we go all in with it. You now I just devote myself to helping others and motivating them to get better. So
1: what did you study in school?
0: Sports psychology. That's why mm-hmm. I talk about the mind a lot and motivation and different things that trick your mind out hacks and stuff like that. Because you have to look at it from like a standpoint of you you have this this particular situation and you have to like turn it to something else. So if, if you don't like to eat vegetables, think of a way to look at it as uh, uh, fuel. Yeah, that's it. You have to look at it another way. Like, I'll look at kale and I'm like, okay, you know what? I felt good the last time I ate this kale, even though it doesn't taste that good, but I liked the way I felt after I ate it. I had more energy. I was lively. You have to, like, talk to yourself. We talk ourselves into doing the wrong things. It's true. We talk, so do, do it the other way. You have to, like, psychologically... Like, trick yourself. Okay. And it's a constant. Even, like, with working out. Like, uh, you guys ever run a Ben Franklin before? No one. I hate it to this day. Okay. But in order for me to run it, I'll run it and I'll count the bars alongside the bridge. And I said, all right, after this 15 bar, I'm going to stop. Get to 15. All right, I can go five more. All right, I can go five more. And before you know it, you'd be over the bridge right and that's how you have to look at it like if you look at like, oh my god I can't run you're killing yourself from the start right Mm -hmm. down there so you just gotta play little psychological games with yourself to get you motivated and to create hacks where you can be more successful in different ways that's all cool
1: Mm -hmm. right, so so Claude is coming to us like legit yeah (laughs) I didn't just pick some random dude off the street Triple Nation I I just picked quality for you um which is great because that then establishes the fact that we can we can get into the nitty gritty right mm-hmm. um one of the hardest things about fitness is it's intersectional right it's dis- intersectional between men and women
0: yeah
1: it's intersectional between um genders oh, right. like I'm not genders I just said that <coughs> uh but, but you know ethnic groups um we we talked briefly about BMI BMI BMIs before and uh you know, your your BMI is measured by it's your body weight times twice your height or something like that, or it was
0: backwards. Your body weight, height, and um, uh, and age, and age. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And gender. Of course. So mm-hmm. so
1: everybody is built differently, right? Everybody, whether every ethnic group is built differently, whether they are super super fit or you know. They're super overweight. People carry that weight differently, so it stands to reason right. that that standard can't be applicable across wow. the boards. And I, I, in some, in prep for the show, I went back and, and, and did some research on exactly what that means, um, and uh, I got to read some really cool papers. Uh, Dr. Brian Druecki, uh published this in March of 2015 in the Journal of Ethics. Um, Basically, the, the title of the journal entry was Education to Identify and Combat Racial Bias and Pain Treatment. Mm. Um, so that shows on a medical level that there are prejudices in play that may not necessarily be intentional, right? But they are still prevalent in the, in the community they and they influence how health care and how um, medical care are being administered to people. Uh, he goes on to say that research indicates <laughs> that healthcare disparities are in part driven by factors beyond healthcare professionals' control. For example, pharmacies in African-American communities are less likely to carry certain yep. analgesics. Uh, there's discri- Which is like, what? Um, there's discrimination in the job market, which has made African-Americans less able than other members of other groups mm-hmm. to purchase healthcare services, and that patient attitudes towards the use of healthcare system differ across racial and ethnic lines as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it talks about what we were talking about before about accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other stuff like how uh, decision making processes clearly are are under the control of healthcare professionals, right? They, you're educated enough to know how you should make a decision and what that process should be. Um, but still, the, it's the fact of the matter is members of minority groups have longer wait periods in the ER um, and are less likely to receive carthorization when identical expressions of chest pain are being presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are less likely to be recommended for evaluation at transplant centers mm-hmm. uh, or to be placed on transplant waiting lists when they yeah. suffering from end-stage renal diseases. Um, not only that, African Americans receive lower quality pain treatment even when covered by the same medical insurance and seeking treatment at the same emergency department as patients of other races. He says, furthermore, it is important to note that individual level biases are particularly apparent in experimental investigations in which race is systematically varied and healthcare professionals and students decide to provide lower quality treatment to patients from racial minority groups which is like this is this paper was published 2015 two and that's not like barely 2 years ago Amen. so what you mean in the 21st century this stuff is still going on um i i did kind of stray a little bit we were talking about bmis yeah. but but even that being said can if I,
0: can i touch on that for a second like what you just were reading yeah and like I said, I that background in psychology and one thing we talked about in one of my um, social psychology classes is the, eth- the, the ethnic pressures, the, the, the cultural pressures that uh, minorities face in society, especially African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I think, a lot of times people take into effect—they don't take into into account that uh, bodily chemicals play a major role, like serotonin, cortisol. And, uh, dopamine and all the different chemicals. So, after being an African American, you're a minority. You deal with social pressures on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And like other cultures, they don't really notice that. Right? Yeah, but, they, but they, they, we do. Generational like, trauma. Absolute generational trauma, and that's what aids. You got to think about: is it. if it's hereditary, it's passed down mm-hmm. from generation to generation. That's why African Americans have a higher risk of heart disease high risk for, mm-hmm. for di- diabetes not just from just the diet but from the chemical imbalances because you deal with those social pressures cortisol is built when you when you feel stages of stress mm-hmm. that's a fat producing hormone mm-hmm. so at the same time if you're a person who is an African American and let's say you go get on the elevator and you're in an elevator with a bunch of white folks and like you're just sitting there think that I'm trying yeah. to steal their purse all the
1: things that go through your yeah, mind yeah, all, this, oh, all damn, of the you're things
0: you then I'm this kind of person right? mm-hmm. like all this, yeah. I think mm-hmm. your body's omitting it's omitting this chemical it's just releasing 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 and that, that makes you gain weight that makes you produce other imbalances in your body and then that, that, that adds to what you just said mm-hmm. like it, it's not just what the doctors say. these are yeah. physiological changes right. that, that, that we develop on our own so, right right like those are the different things that we, as a people, don't don't uh, don't express outwardly in society. Yeah. And,
1: and
0: or that, inwardly. Or inwardly as well. Yeah, we don't we're not aware of it. But um, what you were saying that just made me think about that. When the doctors saying like how we we get uh, uh, the the least amount of help in the emergency room yeah. over others, or they don't have certain quality medicines that we may need at our local pharmacies Mm and things because we we probably can't afford it with our insurance or...
1: Yeah, not only do they
0: think that we can't afford it or we actually can't afford it, but
1: as far as the study is concerned, these healthcare professionals... Don't seem to think that we need it because of physiological Absolutely. differences. So Absolutely. it's not, Absolutely. you know, they figure, oh well, black people have thicker skin, so they don't need Culturally the same type biased. of,
0: they don't need yeah. the type
1: of anesthesia that you
0: know Absolutely. we need. So
1: Absolutely. that that has a big influence as well, so, um, um, and it's, you know, those those prejudices are are. And I don't want to say I don't want to call it racism because no, it's not what not it is. Racism. It's it's a prejudgment. It's a prejudgment. Right? It's, it's a misjudgment. And
0: it's ignorance. That's true. On both parts, I might add. So it's um, like it's ignorance.
1: I, I went on to read in another like study. Of education,
0: lack <laughs> like um, of education once again.
1: That uh, went on to say that another issue with <clears throat> accurate BMI readings is. Um, well, first and foremost, you have to look at who's submitting to these studies, right? Of course. Not too many people of color are submitting themselves to these studies because, mm-hmm. you know, culturally, socially, psychologically, we don't think that we need to, so we're not, you know, volunteering to be studied at Penn mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, so the groups that these scientists have to evaluate are, are homogenous <coughs> at, at best, Absolutely. you know, because of those reasons. Um, and then, when you have people that are interested in these things, you come to find out they've been doing it incorrectly. Right. right. So they've been measuring their BMI's wrong. They've not been taking their, you know, ethnic, age, gender, um, specificities into consideration. Um, so they're they're giving. they it's 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 produced improperly. And they are giving back improper results, mm-hmm. which means that the study is not as accurate as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has a lot to do with it. Um, but this study I found fascinating because it not only brought that into consideration, but it also talked about what what you were mentioning, Claude, about, you know, there's other psychological brain chemistry things that are involved with it, too. Yeah. You know, if we are not aware of the fact that you know, you're manifesting these things in certain ways because you are depressed. Yep. Then how are we supposed to know that this is a problem? Oh, girl, you're not upset. Just pray on it. You'll be yes, all right. right. And it's like, no, this is a chemical right. imbalance exactly. that is <laughs> perpetuated by
0: game. Yeah. crappy
1: living situations yeah. and you know adverse conditions and trying to maintain an income. You know, yeah. this is a compound thing. And you know, it's the
0: proven fact that you that you are less motivated to want to do anything physical when you are in a stress state. Yeah, because it's hard. Your body's like in a constant state of like uh, protection. It's like it's, a, it's in a, a fight standpoint. A right. Fight or flight standpoint. Which, huh. which
1: you know, biologically speaking makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the earliest humans, you know when they're under stress, their body was conditioned to store fat because they don't know when they're getting their next meal. Yeah. So...
0: Not before the advent of the stove though.
1: Exactly. But <laughs> at the same time you know biological, almost molecular changes like that on a physiological level don't change within, you know, the amount of time that we've been around. You know, the earliest humans are still, for the most part, identical to us. Um, So any type of change like that is going to require, uh, you know, hundreds of years Mm -hmm. (laughs) in order for that to be Mm -hmm. prevalent. Um, But uh, I just thought it interesting that this study was able to... um, you know, not only evaluate uh, European Americans and African Americans—I right. like saying that—European <laughs> Americans, um, but also Native Americans and, right. and Asian Americans and people of mixed heritage, and right. see how that has anything to do with it. Um, but this study in particular focused on individuals who were aged 18 to 26. Right. So it measured their height and weight, their ethnicity, so white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, and multiracial, age, depression score, physical activity, maternal education. Wow, maternal education. Right? So that in, in the maternal education bracket, that was whether or not they had a high school education, whether or not they had a college education, mm. what their income bracket was, and that kind of stuff. Because that... Also has an influence again. It girl, does. you ain't upset. Go ahead and pray on a child. You'll be all right. Absolutely. I know you better suck it up and get these baseboards. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, no, I'm going through it here. Right. um right. So it, it showed that that had a direct <laughs> correlation to to what a lot of these folks were, you know, manifesting in their BMIs. So it brings me back to you know the point where we're talking about it for. Is it is is african-american fitness comparable to european-american fitness is african-american fitness comparable to asian-american fitness is it something that we're reading too much into and this might not necessarily be a question that you can answer but it's a question worth asking just the same
0: you know what I mean Um, from my experience I've worked with everyone like Asian African American white Mexican Mm -hmm. whatever the actual fitness in itself jumping jacks don't change right squats don't change they stay the same <laughs> but coming back to that uh, education part I feel like um, our our lack of uh, knowing plays a, uh, a role in us not doing you know so people who are depressed as opposed to like girl you gotta go get them baseball you already right, pray on this so we'll be like, girl let's go for a job mm-hmm. you'll feel better Right. Like, let's. The, the, like, they don't have the education to understand that mm-hmm. uh, exercise is one of the most um, conducive things to uh, raising your, your dopamine levels and mm-hmm. your serotonin levels, which help you defeat depression. Right. As opposed to Zoloft, it's more powerful than Zoloft. Thirty minutes of, of physical activity is better than taking a pill that is right. gonna, if you run out of it. You're gonna crash off of it and go back to that state. Yeah. So,
1: but they're not going to tell us that they, because then how will Zoloft to, to make money?
0: They, they're not <laughs> going to. But now, now you know. Yeah. You know it. You know it right now. So no more excuse. My thing is. Hear that, Tribal Nation? Absolutely. Now y'all know. So let's get it. Um, no, but um, you, you 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 got a point. Like, if you can't compare the two. Number one, you just said it. Our our living style, our lifestyle, our backgrounds. They play. they, they play a role in us feeling the way that we feel because mm-hmm. you have a lot of stress in society, in the home, in your environment, neighborhood. You gotta, like me growing up in North Philly, I had to walk home from work at night and uh, think about, damn, I might get robbed. Right. <laughs> or I just get in the house, I hear gunshots. Or on my way home, my mom go, you know, they just for shooting out here. You-. Like, you have to think about those pressures. These things, you don't see that in the suburbs. Right. gotta worry about hitting a deer. Yeah. Home. <laughs> so you caused me an injury. No, but uh, you can't compare uh, as far as the living, uh, the lifestyles, and the living situations. But you, you, keep, you have to take. Uh, you can compare the workouts, the exercises. But I think if we just take more of a account of our, of our own. Take right. more to be accountable of ourselves, we can actually do a much better job at bringing awareness to it and i think it's happening a lot more and often i'm noticing like people who uh who do herbalife mm-hmm. they, they have these free over life herbalife boot camps and these are people from the inner city who never worked out a day in their life all of a sudden doing these fun boot camps and things of that nature and i think because we are people who uh we like creativity we like differences so if you make it a more enjoyable workout supposed to be a mundane like, Workouts are right because yeah, I mean, they can get monotonous, yeah, exactly. And, and through that monotony yeah, is where you see results, absolutely. but psychologically, if you're like, bored, then exa- it's that, especially if it's something that hasn't been a stable of your, right. your whole life. So, you have to make it fun, you have to throw in one song, mm-hmm. like, like I'm going to do these amount uh, of movements for the duration of this song, or right. like uh, spelling out a word and doing exercise to the word that you're spelling out to, whatever, just something creative. And I think that's one thing that African Americans, we thrive off of, is creativity. Ingenuity. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: There you go. Absolutely. So, another thing about the double standards in fitness is the gender thing. And I wish I knew... i knew. Uh, a, are killing the game. I, well, I was going to say, I wish I knew a black woman uh, uh, trainer, because I would have had a... You know what I mean? I would have been a more rounded discussion here, as opposed to me, who's just kind of like that, yeah, on the outskirts. Um, but something... I can speak of it, maybe perhaps not from the professional standpoint, but being on the other side of it, being a consumer, a participant, right? Right. Right. There are so many elements that influence uh, our perception. Right. Right? We just talked about a multitude of those things. Mm -hmm. But as far as, you know, the intersection between being an African American and being a woman on top of it, like, you've got all of these social constructs in place that are constantly telling us, as we are, is not good enough. Right? Your, your hair needs to look a certain way. You're not pretty unless you're a certain complexion. Right. Unless you're a certain body type. Right, don't right, be right. a black woman and not have a butt because then you don't count. Right. Or, you know, don't be too light skinned because then you burn in the sun and then yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Or, you know, don't be so dark that people gotta look for you hard because then you're a scab. And it's, right. it's, so all of these really potentially harmful, um, detrimental things are, are constantly being pushed upon us. Now, lately, the whole black girl magic movement has been taking off and, and, and blowing everybody's mind it's been glorious yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been glorious but there are still a number of microaggressions that we deal with just in the simple practicality of things like for me when I get workout pants I have to think okay well. one are they long enough right will they will they reach parts of me that I need covered you know right. Um two is: will they cover my butt Right. Right. Will they reach over my butt and actually stay there so that when I'm doing squats, I don't have to worry about my cheeks hanging out. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah, Which is not only practically an issue, but it can be a safety issue if you're in the gym. You don't want some True. dude curving on your butt and you're trying to right. get this rep out, you know? Um, and then, you know, another thing I run into is like my inseam goes fast because I have large thighs. So, And it's not like they're gelatinous. Like, I'm pretty strong. So, me running, me lifting you know I need to make, know that when I'm go, again going down for this squat my inseam don't bust out right. um, I actually just <laughs> reached out to a, a, a alternative women's uh, workout clothing company today on Instagram hey, yeah. and they had these really dope looking you know, workout pants it came up real high, but not come up so high. They look like maternity pants. You know what I mean? They came in extra lengths and all this cool colors and you know, dope—not just your old navy mm-hmm. athleta type stuff. And I was like, but how's that in scene? No, right? I left a comment like, because 'Cause I'm constantly, <laughs> what's that in scene do? Yeah. And they got back to me right away they were like here's our CEO this is what she looked like The, the Courtney Olsen the woman I showed you that can break a watermelon oh really that was her? she, she can break a watermelon yeah, with her thigh. she's broken yeah. pumpkins she just, just crunched she's like yes so that's like you know that's incredible strength and yeah. okay, okay and I'll be for the other part of the show um <laughs> you know so one to amass that strength is tremendous but two with that strength comes that size Absolutely. so if she's not buying stuff off the rack mm-hmm. and not, not least to keep it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so we we have to deal with that another thing that we have to deal with um is our hair like how many black women don't want to go work out because
0: they're just going yeah, to hair and i've heard black women say that all the time that i try to turn into clients and they'll use that as an excuse because that's real. When and, you just got to
1: finish dropping $150 on your hair. Hey, the last thing you're trying to do is sweat it out. But
0: what you just said, this is the thing. Like I, like I said earlier, it comes down to that creativity. And then I think the more experience you have, the more like enlightenment you get, it's the true. more creative you become, then you're like, you know what? I'm going to make this for this person. I'm going to make that for that person. Now... They women. women I, they wear their hair in, uh, in buns, and they're not afraid to care. They don't care what they look like. They'll put a scarf on their head and do whatever they got to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's there. There are people that are creating things for women, and I don't know. I may not see a whole lot of female trainers, but women dominate working out. Period. Like yeah. most, of ninety percent of my clients are women. Wow. I, that's. Hands down fact, women are more concerned about not just the way you look, they're concerned about your health, mm-hmm. they're concerned about just staying, like, y'all, y'all know how to, uh, y'all know that if you work out, you'll feel better. Uh, you don't feel embarrassed to have a guy help you or another person help you if you don't know something. Mm-hmm. Like, on the flip side, men is the total opposite. Like, men, i come to see, we had the hardest problem, especially in the, the uh, African american community community mm-hmm. a lot of the guys they, they grew up playing sports mm-hmm. so they think that because they played basketball in high school or football in high school or college or whatever that they don't have to work out because they have this athletic background so mm-hmm. they're athletic to they it or their pride of getting way. I do want to see this guy see me fail I don't right. need his help right so women on the other hand all that stuff goes out the window I never thought of that. Yeah, it's the, it's the truth. Like, I've seen it. Like, I've had guys who need my help, not because I'm the best, but because they just need it. Right. And I'm willing to help them. No, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. And I'll talk to his wife. Mm-hmm. And she'll like, he just doesn't want to say anything because his ego and right, his pride is hurt. And these are factors that mm-hmm. stem from that trauma. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it's true. A lie, but That's true women, you guys are killing it. And I think that it's starting to expand even more. Hmm. Like, you have a lot of female uh, uh, trainers out here. Especially in Philadelphia, you got a couple I work with a couple uh, strong female African-American trainers at mm-hmm. that. And, like I said, I think it's the awareness. And also, over the past 10 years, people got to think, fitness as an indi- a true industry mm-hmm. has only really been rampant since, like, yeah, has only really been rampant since uh I say like the, the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda it, it just finished its embassy like on the upswing. So now we're on a the, the cusp of something really great. Now it's becoming awareness, and becoming mm-hmm. like there's no more Jack Lanes and, and and Richard Simmons anymore. There's yeah. a Sean T, you have uh, 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 Arnold's still getting it in. Oh, yeah, he's
1: not. He's not doing personalized like training. No, he's just but healthy and fit. He's, just, he's, modest, he's, modest, he's just. I Think he's a major shareholder of, of Gold's Gym. But exactly. Think, but you I see think, what I'm think, saying? I like this is, a, this is a. Don't quote industry. me on that, Nation. Don't quote yeah, me on this it. is an industry <laughs> that used to
0: just be a fad people used to do it just because they had the money or mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. muscle heads are go lift weights. Now this is a multi-billion dollar industry right. that's only getting uh, better as we go especially because people are getting sick they're taking medicines they're getting sick mm-hmm. of, of, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, of being overweight and then all these diseases that are coming about doctors are telling them to work out and just fitness is becoming more prevalent mm-hmm. in the world today. Mm-hmm. And I think that when that happens we're going to get more People involved, we're gonna have more women, you have more men, more African Americans, more minorities, period, doing something major in this ministry. That's a beautiful thing. That's from what I see. I agree. Yeah.
1: So now we've addressed mm-hmm. all of the challenges yeah. that people within the African American community and, and other minority intersectional communities probably come across on their on their own fitness journeys. Right. So so let's establish the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's let, let's let's talk about because we've talked about it briefly as we covered each point, but right. on a on a more decisive note, like a- accessibility is there, yeah. right? It exists. Um, yeah, big time. If, if you if you are you know on government assistance, if you are getting help from the system, if you will, you can still buy fruits and vegetables and whole grains and all that stuff with it. That's why I think
0: the, the welfare program really wants you to do. Like, yeah, they want they, you to. But, yeah, but, like, um, and they have educational programs as far as um, they have educational programs mandated by the government through the Obama, Obama administration that gives you incentives for eating healthy, for working out. Like they'll, your insurance will pay you your gym membership money back if you go a certain amount of times mm-hmm. or if you uh, complete a nutrition program in your community. They'll give you a gift card to Whole Foods to buy a month supply of groceries or things. These are things that people don't know but they're out here. So that's the future. That's what's happening. Just sugar tax. We just had a sugar tax yeah. applied to beverages that like, contain sugar, sodas, juices. So that's kind of the incentive to make people look. listen, if you want... It's almost like cigarettes. You want to buy these cigarettes, you want to spend an arm and a leg to get these cigarettes that aren't good for you. If you want to buy soda, you going to
1: yeah, you know, okay, so I feel like a dollar. I feel like that, that sugar yeah. tax is definitely um, uh, there's two intentions there. Entendre. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like yeah. I, it's that's yeah. primarily to generate revenue Absolutely. for the school district, Absolutely. which needs money.
0: Yeah,
1: desperately. Yeah. But and then it's also stimulating the, the cheaper of us to not yeah. pay for sodas and juices anymore. So there's that. My my before we I don't want yeah. to get too sidetracked, but. My concern with that is, in the span, of if the multitude of people that are, A, not buying sodas and sugary drinks anymore, right. or not buying them within the city, right. at least, you know, how is that money then being generated for the school system? So, that's another ball of wax. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> tell me yeah. that. Well, that's another ball of wax, but something to think about, y'all. Um so there, there are options in terms of, of eating healthy. There are options in terms of how to stay active or get active right. and, and stay active. The, the hardest part is it combating the external influences, right? How right. do we... Uh, th- the hard part will be not only individually but also collectively staying strong when we hear that negative shit from the outside, right? right. When your knees start protesting from all those squats, yeah. you know mentally yeah. overcoming that. When your yeah, your your older aunt is, you know, scrutinizing you for right. for having, you know, the hair is all messed up because you've been right. lifting all day or whatever mm-hmm. the case may right. be. You know, chalking that up to, you know, she's of like a different generation and, you know, don't really take it to heart but also try and influence her at the same time. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, making that decision like, oh, snap, I'm supposed to go to this party. I really wanted these new Jays but... I need to food prep for this week, so I should probably fall back and just go grocery shopping. But, dang, I kind of want to go out too. My boys is out. I don't want to be flying all that stuff. So, you know, there's that. I feel like is is the hardest part, and not just in terms of fitness, but in general. You know, the whole Black American experience is is staying solid without being. You know, you want to you want to stay strong without you know being hard at the same time cuz the last thing any of us need is to put up all these walls yep, and and all these boundaries that will that will keep everybody divided right the goal yeah. is to overcome to, the goal is to ultimately come a, a post racial society right Absolutely. where no one looks at that shit and no one cares about that shit Absolutely. um stuff Oop, that- well at least it was fifty three minutes into the jaw that I lost it. Um. Sorry,
0: we're we're adults. That shouldn't count either.
1: I don't yeah. think so, but you know yeah. try to mind my, my language. Um so you know, I think that's that's the major challenge for us is just finding people like yourself, Claude, finding people who are, you know professionals people who are experienced even Mm -hmm. if they're not professionals Mm -hmm. and you know opening that dialogue having that conversation and thusly being able to change the narrative um, that we have been prescribed and thusly subscribed
0: to Uh, to touch on that a little bit like the the conditioning factor um, it's conditioning it's something that's been trained in you so only way to train to, uh, to 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 get over that training is to retrain or train new. So I think a lot of people have to uh, let's let's go with this accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Let's start working with each other. We keep each other accountable, whether it's your brother, your friend, your sister, mm-hmm. your aunt, your know, uncle, whatever. Do accountability partners. Um, build a community where some, someone has to take the take the initiative and be lead a leader. Seek out. Um, new life and new civilizations. <laughs> boldly go where no one has gone
1: before. Well, I'm glad you I recommended right, that right, sure. Right, right, right. I happen to do the show. that tried to do exactly.
0: <laughs> Point your glasses up. No, but uh, Ooh, sorry. <laughs> no, but uh, it. You, you have to take it to the, the community factor. you need to come together more. It's just little simple things. I think we have to put our pride aside mm. as a culture because we are a culture that has been step going and abused for a long time, so yeah. we have to build up that ego. We have to build up that wall, that mm-hmm. pride. But it's been so conditioned in us that it's mm-hmm. like we have to have pride with everything. Right? Like, I want to rebel against working out because I see white working. That's why I think I think we rebel because we don't want to do what the man is doing.
1: There was I was I was driving around with a friend of mine. She a triple effect. What's up, girl? And we were just driving around West Philly, and there was two women running like they were just running and you can tell they were right and she was like she just shook her head and was like oh, that's all white people running that's all and is. i got mad at first i was like you right that's all and i was like well wait a minute i like to exactly. i to run and,
0: and it's the thing it's been more african-americans taking to it for me personally running just hurts me mm. i'm a sprinter long distance my body is big right yeah now. yeah it's, it's, it's hard it's heavy on my body but it feels good to run and once you get an accountability partner, or you just start to do it by yeah. starting out with power walking and then mm-hmm. start jogging and start running. It'll all turn into a habit, but you need to recondition yourself. It's a must, or oh, we're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. We have to get over it. And I, like I said, it's starting to change. People are starting to become more aware. It's just it's slow, but it's starting to become more present, especially in this, in this future today, especially now. Now, like right. this moment in time of this uh generation or whatever yeah so um stay stay strong and stay focused and 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 help each other out absolutely man and and, and your mindset the mindset too one thing that helped me along my fitness journey was having a proper mindset creating affirmations Mm. that's like creating power power words and power sayings that help me stay motivated and you like you repeat rap songs all day right yeah, you can you can say a rap song so good you start to feel it. Mm-hmm. So same thing goes with having an affirmation for yourself. Something as simple as every day and every way I get better and better. Mm-hmm. So if you say that and you throw a tempo behind it, you, you walking down the street or you going for your power walk mm-hmm. uh, for for an hour. I'm gonna go for a power walk for an hour. I'm gonna say every day and every way I get better and better and give it different melodies and mm-hmm. give it different uh, beats to it. Count how many steps you can say every day and every way I get better and better to it. It's, do that and then you'll start to feel it you start to become it and you start to change your mind and then it becomes a habit and then day by day you'll feel like you're getting better and mm-hmm. better and then other things like reading positive books and personal development um following people we got social media out here you got so many influences mm-hmm. on social media Follow, following people who are doing positive things and motivating things and uh, encouraging youtube channels. Nice. that's another thing if you don't you don't have to go to the gym to work out you go on the youtube channel mm-hmm. start there <laughs> it's simple and plain like follow me on instagram at your autonomous but i'm just saying no. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to get into that now
1: yeah. all of our guests right become part of triple nation yes. they all determine what their triple designation is i mentioned to that to you earlier right um just an example i'm storm triple uh, because I was damned if someone else was gonna get that before me, <laughs> but also because I do have a weird, random, you know, fascination with weather patterns. So I, right. and plus, you know, storm has that connection with nature and it's yeah. a very like earth mother goddess yeah, mother thing. Address. So yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, our executive producer Len is the bat triple. Uh, we have a super triple, spider triple, master triple. Yo, right.
0: um, oh, that's crazy. We have a, a yeah. multitude
1: of of yeah. of triples out there. People get creative. Right. You know, there's a woman who has right. a little triple on my chin. Yeah. Um, there's uh my my mom is no triple at all. Um <laughs> no at all. Uh, comic book writer and actually award winning comic book writer Brandon Easton right. is a triple conquest. Right, right. So yeah, you right, can get mad right, right, creative right. with it. So that being said, you know we, we talked a lot about fitness. And you mentioned that you like Pac-Man, but I know that your nerd goes a little bit deeper than yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. one, what is, you know, where, where's your geek live? Well... And that being said, what then is your triple design? That's,
0: that's kind of tough, because it's like, it's it's really it's really sporadic. Like, I like things that are different and interesting. Like, I like Star Trek. I'm not a super tricky, but I, I like Star Trek a lot. Okay. I, grew up, I grew up over there. Um, video games... Love superheroes. Maybe maybe it's the superheroes. Okay. Because that's my my Instagram name is Chalk Time. It's, it's the double meaning. Mm-hmm. It's my last name as well as all times. I think it sounds like a superhero name. I okay. Think I'm a superhero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot to me. Hey, so, that's fine. I get it. Um, <laughs> you're complex. Yeah, very. Like every human should be. But uh I like I like sci-fi movies. Um, I love epics. Mm-hmm. Like I. I like I, I do things The typical Jock doesn't do Okay like, that, like I used to get In front of In college Cause I'm in I'm in my uh, My dorm room Watching The Crusades Right And learn about that And they're like Why are you in there Right Because the I want to watch Because I like to learn Yeah <laughs> I want to learn about The 200 years war Right Of that nature But um I like technology Science Especially like the progression of science, okay, mental science. With it. I'm a big fan of um, of uh, what do you call it? A metaphysics. I love metaphysics. I love uh, philosophy. Like I'm a world, pretty well well read person when it comes to things, and you would you wouldn't know unless you mm. had a conversation. Had a conversation. You know. So that's a lot. So what is your triple designation? <sighs> that's tough. How,
1: how, right. you have to it ha- it, 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 this is how you it identify this is your designation within the nation no one can mm. give it to you <laughs> no one can give it to you so what's another way I help people try to think yeah, yeah, of it please. is um, when you are you know at a party or at a work function or whatever the case may be and you come upon a conversation this topic comes up and you light up
0: mm. so
1: I mentioned you know you and I will be having a separate conversation about some you know alternative thinking things, and you got real hype
0: <laughs> <laughs> real. The alternative, the alt right, got. oh no, 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 no I'm kidding, no. I'm kidding. No, but um, I don't know, you know, Mega Man, yeah, I like Mega Man because he takes everybody's power and like he makes it his own, okay, and that's how I am. I take from everybody and I make my own philosophy off of it. So, like, let's say. Try to create Mega Man or something off of that. I think I have a Mega Man triple. Really? Mega yeah, dude. We are a duel. We got a duel. N- duel. We got a yeah. <laughs> <We gotta> fight. <laughs> <Yeah. out. laughs> we got
1: a fight. Yeah. We got a fight.
0: Bring that, 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 that white pet pet. Like, that's right. like a, it's like yeah. a no, that's Highlander know. stuff. It's going to be only one. Mega Man. Uh, something that uh, can... You can be... Like the Mutable triple. Mutable? Yeah. I can transform. I'm a Pisces. It's good. Do you like that? Yeah, I love Charlotte. Yeah. But I
1: mean, yeah. the, the mutable triple
0: is that yeah, what you're supposed to do? Because you, yeah. you can do autona triple. Oh The motivated
1: triple. <laughs> 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 so sorry about that, Nation, We got cut off. It was too much, too much fitness for one, for one file. We were just in the middle of you getting your your triple designation. So you decided upon the motivated oh. triple. Okay. Awesome, yeah. Motivative yeah. triple. So it's yeah. not official until you take the oath. That's crazy. I mean,
0: it's I a legit. up with a name?
1: It's a legit nation, dog. Like citizenship. So
0: I have to swear. Yes, I
1: like yes. You know, like, yes,
0: yes. The
1: Bible? <laughs> All right, it's easy peasy, right? So oh, you're gonna okay. you're gonna raise your right hand to Stan Lee. Stan. <laughs> and your left hand to DC.
0: Do it! Be, I be, do, do it! Be, I be, do, do it! Be, I be, I be, do it. Yeah.
1: And repeat after me. Uh huh. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true.
0: I'm a triple fairy, I'm a triple triple.
1: From the way I roll to the way I
0: kill. From the way I roll to the way I kill. Yes, so shall it be
1: said, so shall it be done. Chalk.
0: (laughs) Claude Chalk
1: is now known as Motivative Tribble. I'd be wanting to call you by your your, your Instagram handle. Like Char- I don't infamous. like I don't know you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> you see what social media does to people?
0: <laughs> it is crazy. Like this.
1: Right. Like this. Yeah. Word up. That was dope. That's Thanks good. for coming out. No problem. That was the ever-popular, ever-charming, motivative turbo himself, Claude Chalk. You can find more about him on Facebook at Claude Chalk. You can find him on Instagram at Chalk economist. You can also find his website, talkstrengthandfitness.com. It's incredibly excellent conversation. I hope you all learned from it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and hopefully will help you on your path, your own individual fitness journey. Uh, stick around, you guys. We're going to be doing some great things on Triple Nation. I decided to take the show in a different direction, um, and I, I can't wait to share it all with you, and I hope you all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Uh, from here on out, we'll be exploring the complexities of applied geekery has a pretty specific tone to it so stay tuned uh for all of the triples for the bat triple super triple spider triple master triple for the new motivative triple and for all of you triples at home and at sea uh this is storm triple saying peace out triple nation be good y'all